0: Golf News R.I. presents the Golf Dudes Podcast. Here are the dudes. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Golf Dudes Podcast. Happy Thursday. Hope everyone's having a great week. And hopefully everyone is looking forward to what should be a great weekend of weather. I'm Joe Calabro. Joining me today is Richard Goldberg, a.k.a. Dr. Rich, uh, and we'll talk about his new book, Better Golf Better Life, that's out in stores now. And uh, we'll talk some the mental approach, we'll talk some golf, have some fun. So uh, we'll get to that in just a second. First, I should tell you that the Golf dudes podcast is brought to you by Link Strengths. Link Strengths is best known for their transfusion in a can. Transfusion is vodka, ginger ale, and grape juice, all mixed up into one refreshing ice cold beverage it's great for days like this and it's great to uh to sip or chug depending on what you <laughs> want to do while you're out on the golf course so thanks to link strings for the continued support of golf news ri and the golf dudes podcast uh my co-founder rich kapali he's in florida he's continuing his florida swing so uh he's away and also one other thing to note next tuesday uh is a US Open qualifier at Kirkbury Country Club. So we'll have full coverage starting early in the morning and going into the evening, if not later, for the uh, qualifier. So if you're coming, if you're around, come on down to Kirkbury, watch some golf, watch guys try to make it to the next qualifier of the US Open. This is the local qualifier. Then the the top three or four, whatever the number is, will advance to the sectional qualifier. So uh, it should be an exciting day in Rhode Island. Certainly be, be an exciting day at Kirkbury, but come down, watch golf. It's free uh to uh, to walk around. So there's that. Now with all that said, let's get to our guest, Dr. Rich. Rich, thanks so much for coming on the show today. I really appreciate it. Thanks for taking a few minutes. And by the way, we're taping this today at beautiful Ledgermont Country Club. So uh, thanks to Legemont for uh Ledgemont for hosting us. Um so tell the tell the people kind of about you. Obviously you, you wrote this book but tell them about your your background kind of what what you do, who you are, and why people should go by to but why people should listen to what you say in the book. Talk about your career a little bit. Okay, Joe, nice to be here. Thank you for hosting me today (laughs) and getting a chance to meet some of the
1: people out there who are interested in maybe, uh, learning some of the other aspects of golf, especially the mental aspects of golf, which people, uh, I guess they're starting to realize is more and more important. I mean, there's no serious player who doesn't have a golf mental coach on their team now. And uh, most of us are not going to be able to afford our own <laughs> full-time mental coach to no. go around with us. But I hope from the book and some of the, working with some people, you know, for periods of time, I can help their game. So I've been playing golf since I was in high school. So golf has always been a part of my life, but it was about I'd say 15 years ago or so that, I was playing a lot of charity tournaments with a regular group of people and uh we loved the movie caddyshack i hope you've seen that at least 10 times maybe probably one of that and uh one of the things we started joking about was the dalai lama you know hitting (laughs) hits a hits a ball pretty far you know that part of the movie so we created the dalai lama golf association at that time which was just sort of a way of riffing about the mystery of golf you know mm-hmm. there's remember the character Ty Webb would say there's a force that makes things happen and all you <laughs> have to do is get in touch with that force you yeah. know be the ball but yeah. they didn't tell you how to do it <laughs> but there was something about that we all knew there was something mysterious about this game uh exactly what it wasn't weren't sure and then I started to realize there's something more to that than just uh a joke that Mm -hmm. there is something more to this game and that there is uh, an important mental aspect that we should get in touch with and so my background is I'm I'm a psychiatrist and so I've spent my life you know working with people on the mental aspects of their life and I started to realize that uh, there was something serious and important about uh, the potential in golf to help people understand themselves more and by doing that to improve their golf game. So I converted this Dalai Lama Golf Association into uh, Dr. Rich Golf and mm-hmm. brought together my background in psychiatry, in performance psychology. Mm-hmm. And one more important piece of this, my background in mindfulness meditation, because I've been involved with that for 50 years, and that's a really important part of this. Mm-hmm. And I'll take a little uh, detour into this and. I don't know if you saw Phil Mickelson after he won the PGA a few years ago. Yeah. And in his uh, press conference afterwards, and I I can't give you the exact quote, but I'll paraphrase it. When they said, what do you think happened? Here you are, and you won the PGA at this age. And he said, well, I don't want to get all spiritual and everything. But really, what made the difference for me was meditation. (laughs) There's so much going on in my life. I'm distracted by endorsements and... Uh, interviews and finance people and you know the PGA all this is going on I got all these things going on in my head and I couldn't really focus in my golf game and so when I got into daily meditation in the morning I was able to settle my mind and I've committed myself to doing that every day and I think that's why I won the PGA that's a pretty big endorsement Mm -hmm. of the importance of uh you know the mental aspects of golf especially at that level yeah. So it, it's it, at any level. I mean, hell, it, yeah. It's the same thing when a, a 20 handicapper tees it up on the first tee and their head is all over the place and they're worried about, am I, am I going to miss this ball? <laughs> you know, sometimes they <laughs> will because their head is everywhere except, you know, focused on that golf ball because they yeah. don't know how to do it. So at every single level, people need, that's one of the skills that they need to learn to develop. So I put those that background together, you know, psychiatry, performance, psychology, meditation, and my experience playing golf, and then starting to work with golfers. I started to, people would come to me and start to talk to me about their games at first. Mm-hmm.
0: So even five minutes before the tee time, as we talked about off, off the air, you were just saying, right?
1: Yeah. a guy walk <laughs> up to me and say, uh, oh, Dr. Rich, I'm going to, uh, I got a match. I'm starting in five minutes. Give me a tip. <laughs> Give me a mental tip. that's going to help me win this match. Okay. If it only were so simple. (laughs) And one of the things, by the way, is that this endless search for golf tips is not going to help people. I mean, anybody who's a golfer will know uh, what in the last year I've had uh, 187 golf tips. Some of them last one day, some of them last one week, and then I'm on to the next one. So, you know, Dr. Rich Golf tries to get underneath a lot of that. What are the changes Mm -hmm. you really need to make uh,
0: instead of just looking for golf tips? Absolutely. So, you uh recently published this book again the book is called better golf better life there's also a we did an article about it a few i guess a month ago now it's on our website golfnizari.com is a click-through where you can buy the book and uh, there'll be uh, some more stuff coming up as well with dr rich uh, as a writer i'm interested and i've asked the same question to peter may who he had on a while ago to bob Harrick, who wrote a book about tiger and phil but as a writer i'm interested in kind of your your process and putting this book together what what was that what was that like for you kind of the the writing aspect of it like how how was that for you uh putting this together well I've always been a writer yeah I mean in my
1: academic career as a psychiatrist I probably wrote 500 articles and nine mm-hmm. books and was always speaking so writing was not hard for me but what, what this came out of was I'd be working with people and then we'd be thinking about after the session, after our golf session, I'd yeah. be going back and thinking, uh, well, what happened here? What was helpful to that person? What was the experience like? What, what was it like? What did it feel like to be part of that? How did this person learn? And then I would you know, write those anecdotes. Uh, some of them I ended up throwing away. Some of them were <laughs> good enough to work on and become part of the books. So this book is written as sort of 34 short essays. It's sort of a hit and run. You know they're they're bite-sized pieces that people don't have to sit down and read 147 pages of dense material. You know to get yeah. things. It's there are 34 short essays on the mental aspects of the game, the foundations, how it, what they have to change to make their golf better and their life better, and then some how this transforms them as people. So I will say that the way we become better golfers is partly by becoming better people, you know, mm-hmm. learning about ourselves, mm-hmm. and that that will help us uh, become better golfers. And so part of the message of Better Golf, Better Life is that the things we learn on the golf course, we can bring into our
0: home, into our workplace, into mm-hmm. into other places. Isn't, as well. it, isn't it amazing how golf and life, they kind of run run together? Like, we were talking about this before we, we started taping, and I, don't mean to keep going back to mm-hmm. to that but we, we legitimately we're talking about this just like how impact how you do on the golf course kind of can your, your your mental state on the course can impact your mental state kind of at home and kind of how it all eventually it all intertwines somewhere even though this is just a silly game and home life is home life but it all kind of it all kind of runs together yeah. so that was really interesting
1: well the thing we got into but before we started this was uh how the importance of being present you know people stand over a golf ball there are a thousand thoughts going through their head mm-hmm. uh, most people aren't even aware of that but then they wonder how come same bad things keep happening and eventually they need to begin to develop more self-awareness mm-hmm. and more presence what, what's the biggest complaint to people after a bad round one of them is i couldn't concentrate you know what happened on that shot i lost my concentration mm-hmm. and uh yeah, I'll give you one an, an anecdote about that'll lead up to this. It's one of my favorite ones. Tom Kite, when he was number one in the world, uh, went went back one day to play with the uh, University of Texas golf team. He was that was his alma mater, so he went around. You know how these things go that he would play four holes with a foursome, and then he'd go to another foursome and play four holes. So he eventually met all the guys on the team right. and played. He played along with them. Right. So at the dinner that night. They all come in, they're having dinner, and they're sitting around with Tom Kite, and one of these UT golfers says, uh, Mr. Kite, I, I got a question for you. Uh, go ahead. I said, well, with all due respect, you know, thank you for playing golf with us today, but, you know, I drive the ball as well as you do. My iron game is as good as yours. I, I, I seem to be putting as well as you, yet you're number one in the world. I'm struggling to make the UT golf team. What's the difference? Between us, mm-hmm. And Mr. Kite said, "You know, first of all, you are playing some great golf. You are a great ball striker, you're a great putter. said, so the biggest difference between you and me is you lose your concentration four times more during a round than I do. Over four days, I had sixteen strokes, mm-hmm. not because I'm a better golfer, because I can focus my mind, and I can and I don't lose my concentration." So people's mind is all over the place. And one of the things I I didn't start out believing this was going to be so important, but by working with a lot of people and coaching a lot of people, uh, learning to concentrate and focus attention has become more and more a kind of a fundamental, foundational aspect of their game Mm -hmm. because otherwise people just keep complaining about it. And I help people learn to do that. And what you just mentioned is it carries over into their life. Who doesn't want to be more present with their family, with their kids, with their workers, with their employees? And we're not present. Most of the time, our mind is all over the place, especially during interactions when people want us to be there, want us to listen to them, want us to pay attention to them, want us to be engaged with them. We have the same trouble there as we do engaging with a golf ball so a great place to work and to improve our lives is it, a learning laboratory there's great golf course back here I, I view it as a learning laboratory you know the stakes aren't life and death but you have an opportunity to practice some skills that not only will make your golf game better but make you a better person improve your life as well
0: in other years of teaching because you as you mentioned you are a teacher as well uh people fly in to see you you fly out to see to see people and all, th- all different kinds of uh things And you know, all years of teaching is the mental aspect of it is that the biggest thing that you see people having an issue with even more so than their actual physical game that's really just about or much of it is about kind of the mental the mental side of it well I think there's
1: it's a complex game and I th- I think these are complementary aspects I mean yeah there are things to learn technically So I'm not uh, saying it's either or. I mean, I work if somebody's got a good technical golf instructor who who they're working with, that's going to be important. Mm -hmm. And they ought to keep learning uh, some of the technical golf uh, information that they need. But the mental aspect is complementary with that. I'm I'm also sort of a techie, geeky guy. I'll admit that. And I like I think people should get fit for golf clubs you know, and your Mm -hmm. golf clubs ought to fit you with the right lie and length and, you know, get the right spin rate on your drives. It doesn't, it doesn't conflict with the importance of the mental aspects of golf. So, you know, the technical aspects of golf and the mental aspects of golf have to uh, complement each other, but, and just one side alone is not going to do it. But I had a guy call me up the other day and said, Dr. Rich, I'd like to uh, come and see if you can help me out. Okay. What's your problem? Said well, in the last three years, I've bought six sets of golf clubs. I have forty-seven putters in my basement. Please, please help me before my <laughs> wife divorces me. So that's an extreme yeah. of somebody thinking they're going to find the answer in like the next golf club, yeah. you know, the next lesson. And I, I had a, maybe the
0: fiftieth putter. Has maybe maybe putter. the next putter
1: <laughs> will do it. So uh, that wasn't uh, that hard to fix, actually, for this guy. <laughs>
0: Oh, you yeah, 50 players. One of them is going to work. Um, What what do you hope people, a bit, what do you hope the biggest thing is people take from from this book, Better Golf, Better Life? What, is, what do you hope people get out of it? Well, I think in a... a what do you, what do you think people will get out of it? Well, I, I, no I think there. they're going to
1: get the important fundamental skills that they need to start to improve their golf game and become a better person. Uh, you know, there's the introductory section is really about self awareness and taking responsibility for things you know stop making excuses uh another thing when you see people who are hitting bad shots we talked about i lost my concentration there's another group of people who will make excuses oh what happened in that shot oh it, there was a shadow uh, the caddy gave me the wrong read my shoes didn't fit i was up late last night Uh, I didn't like what I had, you know, I had too much coffee this morning. You know, it's everything except, what am I doing and not doing? Uh, What do I need to do to own this shot and take responsibility for this shot Mm -hmm. and become aware of what's happening uh, with this complex orchestration that we call a golf swing? You know, the brain goes through this incredibly complex function. Mm -hmm. And if uh, the, the start of it is by, looking, looking, understanding uh, what's happening in your own head. So helping people understand that. And it is a bit of, there are generalized things that come through in this book, but the work in coaching becomes very individualized because it's a little bit different for everyone. Mm-hmm. So I give people the foundations. Like I said, I didn't start out thinking I was gonna be a teacher of uh, meditation or breathing that's another important aspect to this is you know breathing control watch, watch mm-hmm. TV and you can see mm-hmm. how people are working on their breathing yeah. as they as they approach things uh, but those become skills I, I try to teach in the book and then uh I guess a, 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 towards the end of the book I get into some of what I'd call the uh what the spiritual aspects of the game the fact that there's a beauty to this game look at we walk in this the gorgeous places we should be thankful for that uh and it's not about the tiny uh critical self that we carry around inside Mm -hmm. us it's always saying you didn't do this well enough you didn't do that well enough next week you should improve this but being grateful for the opportunities we have to uh you know to play this game and that gratitude which you hear high level players talking about a lot is important so it covers a spectrum of issues it's kind of an introduction to uh, to get people I, I think there'll be some aspect of it that will every golfer will be able to hook on to a couple of these chapters and say that's me Liz, this is the feedback I've gotten that helps me some of the chapters no nah, maybe not <laughs> you know because this is it's as I said it's individualized right. but there's enough in there that will. Uh, contribute to each person. And then some people will want to follow up with some
0: individualized coaching. Yeah, really, really interesting book, really interesting aspect of, of the game uh, of golf is, is obviously the mental, the mental aspect of it. How, how's your game? Are you playing a lot? How often How often are you out there? You know, I've actually, uh, my coaching is getting in the way of my, my game, but
1: <laughs> I, uh, yeah I do you know I play a couple times a week nine holes a couple times a week because uh there's nothing better than learning for myself you know testing out some of these things on my own uh that that will save some of those stories for another time but (laughs) I will I do remind people I used to do this in psychiatry just because I'm a psychiatrist doesn't mean that some parts of my life aren't messed up right you know. I know how to help other people. That's my profession. You you learn the skills to help other people. It's a little harder sometimes to help, uh, to help yourself. So in the same way, do I fall, do I still have a lot more to go in terms of the deep learning I have to do to master these things? It's, yeah, for me, I do. But I know how to be a teacher. And I know how to uh, help identify the issues in people. Because like in psychiatry, it's, a skill set you can develop to be mm-hmm. a teacher without necessarily having mastered everything yourself. Now, some aspects of it I've put in a lot of time in, you know, 50 years and focusing my attention and concentrating I'm a little better than most people at doing that. But there's still a lot, a lot to
0: learn, which it's a lifetime undertaking. Now, all your years of, of working with golfers on all different levels, I know we've talked. You've met, you've talked about a couple of stories, uh we don't necessarily need to mention the names of of the players uh but what what, what's your best story of working with somebody that maybe where it really worked and they came back the next day or whatever in my band and said and said dude you performed a miracle or whatever what any any cool stories like that so, where where you've seen where a player has seen tremendous success uh off of kind of your tips that really kind of made you feel good well again I'm not
1: doing golf tips yeah but the
0: mental pe- coaching
1: it's it's more mental coaching like people uh, get over the first tee jitters and people who said that they couldn't get up on the first tee without
0: uh, worrying <laughs> about am I
1: going to whiff this ball what are people going to think about me there's people in the clubhouse watching me you know getting them over the, that and they, the first, tee say, is, you know, always,
0: the first tee is always the most nerve wracking yeah
1: you know so now I I can go out and I, I don't have that uh, that horrible cloud hanging over me I can enjoy you know teeing off in the morning thank you for <laughs> that or other people who realize how well i can give you one deep anecdote about this so i was working with a woman who she'd be in her golf cart and she's about 150 yards from the green mm-hmm. and i you know as a golf coach i would be in the cart with her talking right. watching her shots every time she hit a ball up to the t up to the green she'd scooch up on the golf cart and try to see where did it end up was it on the green was it in the bunker was it in the deep grass where does it go she was always anxious to see where it was so i told i helped her become aware of that and i said you know you're on an emotional roller coaster by doing what you're doing did you see that as we get closer to the green if the ball's in the green you're relieved if it's like in the bunker you're like disappointed and tense and i said i and instead of watching you go through your round you're in this emotional roller coaster, these highs and lows. That's not good for your golf game. It's not good for your life. So we kind of worked on her changing, you know, first becoming aware of that. And then she was a pretty good golfer. She was competing at the state level. Oh, wow. Hadn- hadn't won it yet. Yeah, but I helped her see like, you know, wherever that ball is, you've got that shot. So sit back, you hit a shot. Now sit back when you get to the to that shot near the green, you'll deal with that, and you've got that shot. So she was able to transform herself to get off this emotional roller coaster, develop a kind of equanimity that you see in good mm-hmm. players, which helped her game, and she kind of moved up a number of spots in the you know, her state rankings by doing that. But even more important was a year later, after I stopped working with her, she called me up. I hope this doesn't get too deep for people because she, had, uh, she was diagnosed with breast cancer and she uh, had to face a lot of surgery and chemotherapy and things Mm -hmm. and she said it was of course terrifying initially and as she got into the process she brought this thing she learned from golf which was you know whatever happens whatever I'm going to deal with I got that shot I've got the capability within me to deal with this you know crisis in my life and she says I think I learned that I had that capability within me I think I learned it on the golf course so Dr Rick thank you for helping me I'm calling you up a year later because it's made a big impact on my life and so that's pretty gratifying it's a, a golf Good. coach to see something like that happen
0: that's an amazing story and I think that's a great great place great place to end it with a, a, an amazing story like that the book is better golf better life it's in stores now it's online on amazon.com you can purchase it and it just uh, came out with an ebook too oh it just came out with an ebook too for you people that like the kindles i'm still a book in hand guy yeah me too. i know about you i still like having <laughs> the physical book i have books scattered all over my my office so to speak at, at my house um i'm still a book in hand guy but some people like the kindles and the yeah, I, ebooks you know, and the stuff all so. books etc <laughs> technology is crazy these days. but Richard, thank you so much for taking some time to talk to me today. I really appreciate it. Good luck with the book. I know we'll be uh, in contact. And I know we have a few other things that we're hoping to, to do in the near future. So we're looking forward to that. This has been another edition of the Golf Dudes Podcast. Hope everyone enjoys the rest of your Thursday, enjoys the rest of your weekend. And we will talk to you next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. Have a great weekend, everyone. Bye.